Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hey guys, thanks for tuning in to this episode of Astros Baseball. On this episode, we are going to dive into... uh, Hater being uh, named the closer and Ryan Presley's reaction to this. Uh, there's a new thing this year called spring breakout. I didn't know anything about it until about 30 minutes ago. We got some spring training storylines, a little bit of Astros news, and then a couple fun things. Size comparison, which Walt don't even know what that is. The closest stadiums to Panda Express. Have we done that before? No. All right. So we've, we've done every that. other cheap. There have been other <laughs> every other cheap restaurant so far. I, I like to end the show with something fun. So that's cool. So how you doing, Wally? I'm good, doing well. That's good. I am doing well. Base uh, spring training has started. A couple of little scares, but but it looks like everything's going to be just fine. Yeah. We can. We'll talk about it a little better, but a little later, but. We're much better than one of the top other teams. It looks like they've got some real issues. <laughs> yeah, so I went to uh, Valentine's dinner last night, as you know. Um, very nice, very delicious, very expensive, but it was worth it. It was nice. It, was, it really, it, it, if you take your woman out to a nice dinner, you get dressed up. I think it enhances your love and it builds it even stronger. That's what I think. Well, the picture that you sh- you sent us looked really nice, and you had your you had your driving hat on. Life was good. You know, someone asked me, "What is that hat?" I go, "I don't know what it's called. I I don't know that driving hat is what I call it too." Yeah, that uh, Payne Stewart used to wear them all the time. But you didn't have the knickers that Payne Stewart has. Hat. How do you know? Well, I'm I'm just, seen I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I did not. All right, so let's get into it, buddy. Uh, Josh Hader, name the closer. Uh, when we had all four of us on here, I believe it was the roundtable episode, um, we asked everybody, who's going to be the closer? And all three of us guys were like, Hader, you know, $85 million, five-year contract, I believe. You don't pay a guy this much to come in and pitch the eighth inning. Uh, and so we were right. So what is your initial reaction to finding out that this is actually true. Shocker. Really? You know, who's, who's shocked? No, it, 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 you, you, you said it exactly. You bring somebody in at 95 mil, they're going to get the chance to close. Now, once the season gets started and you have some issues, uh, sore arm, whatever, yeah, you know, you've got Presley, who's a proven closer, especially in the in the postseason but this is haters job to lose mm-hmm. and he's proven over the last several years he is as good if not better than everybody else around and and presley was a, as we would have expected as a true pro oh yeah 
So Josh Hader named the closer. Ryan Presley, I didn't even realize it's been that long. He's been the closer for the last, it says four years. Yeah, I, he came, he's been here, the closer since 20. He is on board with it. I guess I wasn't counting 20 because it's 20, 21, 22, 23. Okay. Yeah, we uh, forget about 20. He, yeah, he's on board with it, considering Hader is one of the most dominant closers in baseball. He also said, I'm paid to get three outs. It doesn't matter if it's the fourth inning or the ninth inning. When the phone rings and they tell me to get in there, I'll get in there. Um, But something else about Presley, he's one of six closers since 2020, which that's when he came here to be closer, to have 100 saves. One of six. Um, He also said this, because here's my point, too is that you kind of look at these, uh, you know, these baseball players as, you know, like these strong superheroes, but it had to have hurt his feelings, right? It had to hurt his feelings, but he said it was a surprise, but it makes our team better. And that's what you want to hear. And it definitely does make, make the team better. No matter who's closing, you've added a, a super strong arm that lengthens out the bullpen. And with, with Graven being out for the year, they were short an arm. They had to come up with an arm. And much better to have that arm at the very end so you've got, uh, so you've got some, some flexibility to decide who you want to close, who you want to set. You've got Abreu in the seventh. You know, you've got Montero in the sixth or seventh. You know, if Montero comes back to 22 to, uh, form, this is going to be it's going to be a tough bullpen. Oh yeah, I think our bullpen. Um, let's look at last year. You got Abreu and then Naris and Presley. Now, if you look at it, it's Abreu, Presley, and Hader, it's an improvement. I think so too. And, and you know, one, one thing with when you look at Naris and you look at Presley, both of those guys are thirty-five years old. You know. Naris sold himself at the top of the at the top of his value. Good chance when he comes back at 35. I don't know if he plays at his 30 year 35 or year 36, but you know, like Charles Barkley used to say, old players don't get a year year better, they just get a year older. <laughs> <laughs> and and so you know it's it's going to be tougher for them to be more consistent. Look at Presley last year. He'd have some days when he was really good. He'd have some days when he really wasn't very good. And you're going to see more of those days as he gets older. Yeah. Um, Hater is what, 31? I don't uh, know. I don't know how old he is. Something like that. But he he is he's at his prime and he, and and he who knows, you know, Hater in this last year or two of the, his contract might be looking at the down the same barrel that Presley's looked down this year. Yeah. I mean, if I was Presley, I guess there's a, there's a, there's this extra thing, you know, like an extra, I don't know what to say, but like, if you're the closer, it's like, kind of like being the ace of the, of the starters, you know, you have a designation, you're, you're the closer, you're the main man in the bullpen. And so it has to be hard to give that up. But I think that's how I would be. It's like this guy's dominant. 
this guy, if you can accept that this guy is probably better than me and all I care about is winning, if that, if that's what it takes, let's do it. And, and I, I no, like, I, his, I like his reaction. I just took a look and haters 29. Wow. So he's, he's set for, you know, he'll be 34 through this contract. Uh, yeah. You know, and this just in, they didn't cut Presley's pay. <laughs> Isn't Presley on a five-year deal? No, Wait, he's on he... a three-year deal. Oh, okay. So how many years does he have left? Just this one he's and one more? One. I think he's got this one and one more. Yeah. All right. So be, while you're looking that up, folks, spring breakout. Wally sent me this earlier, and I'm like, what is this? And usually things like this, I kind of skim through it. But I read it, and it's cool. It's really, really cool. So what it is is all 30 teams are going to assemble rosters with 20 to 25 of their best prospects. The Astros game will be on March 17 at 9 in the morning against the Cardinals. It's going to be a seven-game, I mean, a seven-inning game. And then after that, I think around noon, the uh, Major League team will play. And so one thing they said about this is, like, if you want to, if you want to see the prospects, maybe that's what you want to see. You have to wait till the end of the game, or you have to go in the backfields to see them. And now, you know how we talk about farm systems and who's got the best this and that. You're going to put your best 25 prospects against another team's top prospects, and you're going to get to see them play each other. You're going to get to see, you know, who might have the stronger young kids. You know, it's I think it's a great idea. I think it's a terrific idea. It, it's really fun to get our our young guys against your young guys and see how everybody is. Um, you know, the, the prospect rankings are just what they are as paper rankings. We've talked n- numerous times already in the in this year in the in the um, chats about how the Astros uh, farm system is rated, I think, 29th. But it seems like we're always pumping out new prospects. Oh yeah. So so let's see let's see what do the numbers really mean. It's you know there's a guy Casey Stern, uh, who talks about a, a, a saying says prospects are cool, parades are cooler. That's yeah. all the prospects are supposed year. to do. All the prospects are supposed to do is to help us get parades. Yeah, someone mentioned that last year whenever uh, we traded our. Uh, two of our top dogs, but uh, they talked to a couple of the young kids that are going to be in this game. Uh, top pitching prospect Spencer Arigetti. They kind of said the same thing. He said, "I think it's cool." That's what his comment is. And Jacob Melton, who is now the number one prospect because of of us. Tra- I already forgot the guy's name. The guy we traded. We traded um, Clifford, and we traded uh, Gilbert. Yeah, Gilbert. There it is. So Jacob Melton is the new number one prospect for the Astros, and he said it's going to be a cool experience. And I agree with him. So if you if you look look at the schedule in that story, it's on MLB.com. You can see when the Mets play, and then you can see 
that guy play? I already forgot his name again. Ryan Gilbert. Clifford. Drew Gilbert. Clifford. Cl- Drew Gilbert and Ryan Clifford. Clifford's the one I've, you know, if you get a chance to get Verlander, you you make that deal every day, twice on Sundays. Yeah. You, you, these guys, as good as Clifford could be, he's three years out. But he was the one that I really was hoping they'd be able to hold on to. He was an 11th round draft pick. Uh, he had a college scholarship well thought of and told everybody he was going to school. Astros paid him like a late first for early second round pick. And so they had him. Well, you know, part of what a, a, a farm system is for is to be able to use those chips to be able to get proven major leaguers. And that's what the Astros did. Yeah. I mean, if we don't win a World Series with JV, it may not pay off, but we don't know what these guys are going to do that we traded. They're, they're just, they're still prospects. So the jury is still wouldn't, out. Wouldn't you have made that deal? Oh, yeah. I would have tried to make a different deal to keep one of them, but, you know, if you look at it, JV, you get JV for uh, last year and this year. If he throws 140 innings, you get him again next year. Yeah, we'll I agree. Talk, we'll talk more about him later. Yeah, um, and, I, and I and I'm really looking forward to seeing what Melton looks like. All right, so now we're going to talk about spring training storylines, and this is a story on MLB.com by uh, Brian McTaggart. So JV is ailing a little. He's it's the so question number one: Will JV be ready? to start the season. It says he's a little behind. He said he had a hiccup. He said, my body does not respond the same at 40 as it did at 25. I'm a couple weeks behind. Dana Brown said, I trust JV's judgment. When he knows he's ready, he'll be ready. It's all up to him. Well, first I'd tell JV, wait till he gets to 60. The, <laughs> the um, He won't be playing, but yeah, it, it doesn't. And things don't turn around all that quick. Yeah, it seems like it seems like he's going to be okay. Seems like he's going to be ready. But if he has to wait and they have to start him as the fifth starter first time through, that makes him the de facto number one starter for the rest of the season. You put him in at that last part, you 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 start uh, Fromber run all the way through JV's five. Then you pick up with Fromber again. It gives them an extra week. I'd love to have him against the Yankees because this uh, that Yankee Yankee series is going to could be a real tone setter for the season. Yeah. So if he's not ready, we're going to miss that big matchup JV versus Cole in the first game yeah. of the year, which we're never going to get it. Something always happens. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's right. That's right, but we, you know, we'll be, we should be fine as long as the Minute Maid curse doesn't come up and bite us. Yeah. So the question is, will JV be ready to start the season? I have no idea. Only JV knows. Uh, question number two: Will Alex Bregman get an? Ex- will the, will the uh, Astros and Alex Bregman get an extension done during spring training? Because these players do not want to negotiate during the season. I, I I'll let you start. I got to think about it. 
I think we need to read between the lines of what's going on. <laughs> uh, we talked about a little on the last cast about how some of the talk about Tucker has come up. Yeah. You know, you could look in that one of two ways. This is, you know, Bregman's people might've said, no, we're not signing an extension. Uh, I think a lot of this is also could also be a delay. I'm, I'm surprised that the Chapman has not gone into a camp to, to set that market. Uh, at some point in time, Chapman, you know, the, the Chapman factor goes away and who knows, you, you could even be looking at a situation a situation where Crane has, says we've got enough money to sign either Tucker or Bregman. Uh, or you, but you can't sign both. I was listening to Eduardo Perez on uh, yep. MLB radio this morning. Did you hear that? Yeah. I, I mean, I don't know when that came on, but I had saw a clip of it already the last, before we did the last podcast. He, he I was really surprised. He loves Tucker, but he said, give me Tucker or give me Bregman. He says, I signed Bregman because he says, that's just a tougher, that's a tougher position to, oh, to yeah tougher position to fill yep uh, hopefully the astros are given that opportunity to get both of them i mean i crane's gonna train's gonna swing at both of them the, the thing about that if the astros start extending and giving 30 million 25 million to all these offensive guys we're gonna i am personally gonna be worried that we're gonna turn into the angels because the Angels have all the offensive power in the world, but they never have pitching. And I don't want to turn into that. But if you look at what we got coming up with Spencer Arigetti, and even, like I said, uh, Rhett Coba, and there's other guys down there, I don't know. Maybe we just have some young, cheap pitchers for, for five or six years. Yeah, I, th I think as long as we've got Jim Crane as compared to Artie Marino, we've got a plus there. <laughs> the, well, he's he's proved this is the first time he's done it, I believe. But he he went over that threshold, and uh, he's pretty close to yeah. one of the second one. So I don't know. He said the window's going to stay open as long as I'm here. So he's probably going to do what he's got to do, and hopefully the Astros understand this too. I mean, they have to. They're all they got to be smarter than us. That Bregman is going to be tough to tough to tough to replace, and and what what it said in this story is that he knows his value and he's going to want his value. And mm -hmm. his value isn't Jose Altuve contract. That's not his value. No, 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 it's not. A couple things here um, is uh, Bregman. We've talked to Bregman's. This is Bregman's last big contract. This is a classic free agent situation. Yep. He's going to get what he can get. Second thing, you're seeing more and more teams that are saying to heck with it, we're going over the threshold, we're going to win. Look yeah. at what the Dodgers have done. You know, that two years ago, that threshold was was kind of a a line that people didn't want to cross. Now you're seeing more and more teams that just don't care. And that could be something that comes up into the next the next collective bargaining agreement that that uh, if it turns into the, the Dodgers and the Yankees, and you get the same team starting to win again. M, uh, MLB may want to may may want to put a harder harder cap in. And that yeah. And then that that's going to be a really that's going to be a hard fight. Yeah. What's going to end up happening? They're going to have to have a a small market playoffs. They get a little trophy. 
All right, number three, is Jake Myers ready to take over at center field? Uh, Dana Brown said, we would like to see what Myers can do. His defense is pretty special. Yeah, Ryan brought something up a, a couple of casts ago, and yeah, I didn't really, quite honestly, I never really paid attention to it. He said, when Myers gets a chance to be the guy, you know, he does well. And before he got his shoulder hurt in 21, he was out in, in center field every day. Yeah. And he looked like he was going to be something special. You know, elbows and shoulders are two different animals. You get mm -hmm. elbows, they've kind of figured out what you need to do to fix them. Shoulders are still kind of a mystery. Look at all the pitchers that have that have been had their their careers ended by uh, rotator cuffs, and they never really quite figured those shoulders out. Hopefully, Jake has got his figured out because even if um, even if it's it's affecting his throwing, it's got to affect his hitting too. Um, he's been stand up about everything, and and hopefully he does well. So to go on what Ryan had said on the podcast, he said that, and I don't know. I, see, this is kind of stuff that I can't find. I have someone else has to do it, and I have to find their work. I can't do the work. But he said, when Jake is given a long time, he's good. But when he said also about Chaz. When he gets a long time, he starts tailing off at the end, right? He said something like that. Yeah. So I'm all for it. Well, Go I, for it, Jake. I hope it works out. Yeah, well, Dusty was never going to let anybody play more than four or five days in a row. Unless <laughs> your Bre name's Bregman, Altuve, Pena, or, or, um, or, or Bray. Your outfielders are kind of interchangeable. Yeah. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue. All in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. All right, I don't know what to call this section, so I just call it Astros News. Uh, I think somebody pointed it out in our little chat room that they noticed that Framber Valdez cut his hair off, but I don't even think it was really hair. I would say he maybe he untied his hair because they were probably extensions. But he looks good. Well, I think I think I think what happened is he and Garcia were upset at each other, mm -hmm. and Garcia said, "I'm not giving giving you my beads." <laughs> I don't know how they would want that hair. I think Framber Valdez has to wear like a size. Garcia, nine Garcia hat. said, "Man, I'm, I'm not, I'm not playing for another another four months. I'm not coming to give you beads every night. You just need to cut that stuff." <laughs> I mean, I have no hair, but I still wouldn't put beads in my hair if I did have them. But looking good, Framber. Looking good. You're yeah. going to be the man. We need you to come back. Come back strong. Framber's going to be hey, very important. If, if, if Framber if Framber would be if Framber would be consistent, he could have his hair however he wants to. Yeah, I don't care. Yeah, to be to be uh, transparent, I could care less what he looks like as long as he pitches well. And we all uh, we joke around and say, "Are we going to get good Framber or bad Framber tonight? Are we going to get man, good Christian or bad?" He was Christian so tonight? good. 
Framber was so Boy. good, and he just, I don't know if he got tired. I have no idea, but he tailed off. Something happened. Once once he threw that no-hitter, it was like, okay, I'm done. Yeah. Like one point something ERA, to, and then the last two months was like almost six. Yeah. All right, number two, this was a fan favorite, and so I think a lot of people are happy for him that he's getting a chance elsewhere. But Anoli Paredes, love this guy. He came out and he was exciting. He had that amazing smile. I mean, if you're not a Anoli Paredes fan, I, I we all wish he was still here. We all loved him. But he signed, a, I believe, a minor league contract with the Milwaukee Brewers. So I wish him luck because he's amazing. Yeah, I wish him luck too. He seems like just a genuinely nice young man. You wish it would have worked out here. You know, really wasn't that great down in in, um, in Sugarland, and you hope for his own for him that yeah. things you know go well until he plays us and he can blow up and go <laughs> and go back. Well, to hopefully he makes great against. Him. Go ahead. No, I said hopefully he makes the team. Yeah, I, I hope he does. He yeah he had that. I, I sent you that thing about anolis cannolis. Yep. And, so they were uh, talking about that on the broadcast one night, right? Anoli Canoli. Yeah. And there was a guy pitching. I can't remember his first name, but his last name was Castellanos. It's just some dude that they called up. He was here for a little while. Pretty decent, you know, relief pitcher. But I don't remember his first name, but it was Castellanos. But they were talking about Anoli Paredes. And, and they said maybe Castellanos needs a nickname, too. You know, just joking around. <laughs> and so I I tweeted it out, and I tagged Blummer, and I put Castellanos Chilerianos. And so they <laughs> said it. They said it on the broadcast. And it was we were playing the Padres and getting blown out, and it was almost midnight. And, uh, you know, it, it was cool. I still have the video on my phone. I recorded it. That's cool. All right, I don't have this channel, and I don't know if you got to watch it, but I think they replay it like three times afterwards. But my boy, Luke Barry Hill, he has that new song out called Road to the Show, and it is amazing. He was a, uh, His dad sent a copy of the song to uh, uh, the network, and so they had him on MLB Tonight, and I didn't get to see it, but hopefully they posted on the website, and they're going to talk about his new song. And, I, and it's supposed to come out when spring training starts. Which I don't know. I haven't seen. I haven't out. heard it. I haven't heard it yet. But good luck to him. Yeah, I wish I could play it on here. It is so good. His other songs are really good, but this song—it's his voice, the music, the way it's put together—it's amazing. I mean, it is a twenty-five thousand star. It's awesome. I cannot wait for everybody to hear it, especially baseball. Baseball fans are going to love it. The road maybe to the maybe the Astros, maybe Blummer and, and TK can play it as the intro and the outro music. He should. I'm going to use it on this. So at the very beginning, I'm going to give you all a spoiler because I heard it. At the very beginning, he's talking about downing like a soda, like a soda in the bottle so he could spit in the bottle. So he could spit his uh, chewing tobacco in the bottle. And that's what I used to do. I used to buy, I, used to, I did that stuff forever. And I used to go buy 20-ounce sodas and drink it. And sometimes I'd pour it out halfway through because I'm just buying it for the bottle. 
and and that's the first thing they said and it's just a great song so when that's it comes cool. out i'll definitely let y'all know um next topic jp france is also behind so jv and jp is behind uh jp france has shoulder inflammation and uh, this is what I love, dude. And I think Ryan brought this up, and maybe you did too. Dana Brown said, I'm not worried about it. They they asked him, you know, they were interviewing him uh, on the field. He goes, I'm not worried about it at all. We have depth in the minor leagues. We'll figure it out. So if you have JV, JP, LMJ, and Luis out, I wrote down who could be the five, and Framber, CJ, Hunter Brown, Urquidy, and Belak. We'll be fine for a while with that. Yeah. The pro- the issue with the Astros, unlike what we've had in the, in the last several years, is that we pay we play 20 days and 20 games in 21 days. Last couple of years it seemed like we would play 6 and take a day off, we play 8 and take a day off. And so you really didn't need a fifth. Now we've got to have a fifth. And our our early schedules pretty tough. Oh yeah. So so we want to make sure that that we've got a full staff. You know, it's the kind of – I don't see Crane doing it, but uh, you could see if if things got tough, they'd have to make a move on, on a starter. I hope they don't get Snell because I think Snell is – Snell is kind of fool's gold. Um, he's had some great years. He's won 21 games one year. He won the Cy Young last year. All those other years, he's just been very, very mediocre and taxes a bullpen. Yeah. Um, we all want uh, – who do we want? I can't think of people's names today. Yeah. You've, the one well, that went to Kansas got... City. Grinky. I want Grinky. If we got to pick somebody up, give me Grinky. Hey, Grinky's at least good for the stories. Yeah, just give me Grinky. He's just got to pitch a couple times. Let me get them in the bullpen. He came out of the bullpen once and he looked really good. Yeah. He, I, that Hinch was such a great manager. But the one thing that I do wish that the one mistake that he made was pulling, was pulling Grinky against the Nats. He yeah. should not have done that. Yep. 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 And the, and I think Ryan spoke about this earlier and, and whenever you, whenever, uh, like I just read it, like a spot said, I'm not worried about it. We have depth in my leagues. We'll figure it out. Whenever someone asks a spot a question, he doesn't skate around it. He answers the question, and this is refreshing. This is really, really nice. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The other pitcher is Montgomery. You know, Jordan, I think Montgomery, Jordan caught, Montgomery? Yeah, Montgomery took caught lightning in a bottle last year. Yeah. We should have got Will Smith. He went to the, the Royals, so that could be your World Series champions unless they <laughs> trade him halfway through. He's not very good, but he knows how to win. Or he knows how to be on winning teams. That's true. That's true. All right, so now for a little fun. Wally doesn't know what this is. Size comparisons. And for any of you that have your mind in the gutter, get it out of there. All right. So here it is. I'll let you know right away. Shohei Otani, it's going to be baseball players compared to other people. And they're the same size. 
Shohei Otani is six foot four. And I guess you can kind of get an idea of like other people, like, oh, okay, that's how big that person is. Six foot four, Randy Moss. That's his comparison. Mm-hmm. Jose Altuve. Now, I don't know if this is a shot at him or this is just, he's just trying to find people of different sizes. And it, it, you've heard this name in the history books. And now you've seen Jose Altuve and you can be like, wow, that's how big this guy was. Napoleon Bonaparte, five foot six. And that dude was a was a was a world leader, a feared man, and he was a little guy because Altuve's small. All right, five ten, Andrew McCutcheon and Guy Ferreri. Ferreri, I don't know, he has a weird name. Max Fried and Snoop Dogg are both six foot four. What were we gonna wow. say? No, I was. How keep on? <laughs> All right, Mas- Masataka Yoshida is that the new Japan pitcher that got picked up by the Dodgers? Perhaps, yeah, uh, Yamamoto. Yamamoto. So that's a different guy, Yoshida. This might be the one that went to the Giants, uh, yeah, or the I think he went to the Red Sox. Oh, Red Sox. See how much I know. He's five foot eight. So when you see him pitch, same height as Joe Rogan, now a different guy. Anthony Rizzo, he's six foot three. Donald Trump is six foot three. Zach McKinstry, I don't even know who that is. Probably uh, some young kid, I don't know. Six foot tall, and so is Joe Biden. That's size comparisons. How tall are you, Wally? Five nine. Five eleven over here. I don't know who's 5'11". You know, if you're 5'11", you're like one inch away from six feet. My whole life, I, I could be saying I'm six feet, and I just can't say it. I was I was 5'8", when I was in junior high school. Grew an wow. inch when I was a freshman in high school. That was it. Dang. When I remember in junior high, I played basketball in seventh grade, and I was like four foot seven. Eighth grade. Ninth grade, I'm always in the front row on the end. They they put us in line. The smallest guys are in the front row on the sides. I'm always the smallest dude. And I think my senior year, I, that's when I got up to 5'11", I believe. Other than that, I was pretty small. All right. I got to get the guy's name again. So, oh, wow. Is it, was that loud? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that was loud, folks. I'm very sorry. Um, I, I gotta look up. I gotta look it up, Wally. Um, Brooksgate. B R O O K S G A T. Brooksgate. That's who I'm stealing all this from. I messaged him and told him I'm stealing all of his stuff, and he said, "Cool." So this next <laughs> one is we've done Waffle House, right? Um, what was the other one? The first one wasn't Waffle House. We did Waffle House. We did what was the other one? It was the very first Seattle one. was Seattle was the farthest away from both of them. I know. Oh, it was Chili's. Chili's, yeah. So this is Panda Express. And I eat I eat Panda Express quite a bit. But I only I only wrote down like the top three where the Astros are and then the bottom. All right, so number one, it's tough competition. Very tough. The Angels, 
0.39 miles from the nearest Panda Express. The Diamondback Stadium, 0.62 miles away from Panda Express. Atlanta comes in at number three, 0.63. Washington, 0.69. And there, so there are nine teams or there are nine stadiums that are less than a mile away from a Panda Express. That's probably on purpose. You ate a Panda Express all the time. I can't, I can't ever remember going into a Panda Express. We've been, I've had like work lunches when people brought Camp Panda Express out to the, uh, to the lunch, but I've never gone to a Panda Express on my own. I go to Panda Express. It has to be when we're out. We have to be in a certain area or my wife picks it. What I eat what she says. That's pretty much what happens. <laughs> Smart man. All right. So number 30 T-Mobile park in Seattle, which is furthest away from everything until this guy does a Starbucks one, but it's only six and a half miles, 6.2 miles. Yeah. Usually it's like 300, 600 miles away. He was like 600 miles away from a waffle house, right? Number 29 is Pittsburgh, 6.19. And the Astros are number 15, 2.01 miles away from a Panda Express. That's all I got, Wally. Just ready to start hearing some more news coming out of spring training. It's nice to see that JV was actually throwing off a mound, which which leads me to believe he's he's pretty well. Um, aware of what he has, and he's got it under control. Yeah. So when is the Astros' first spring training game? I think I mean, next Saturday, isn't it? Next Saturday. So when Hold are they? When, when, when does everybody else show up? Uh, let me check. Uh, let's let's see, let me next check the socials. I haven't got any comments yet. Next Saturday's the first game. Really? Twenty fourth. I think they start showing up Monday. Most of them are probably already there. Yeah, it sure looks like it. Um, I work so so I work during the day, right? And what Tuesday I went, I did the softball game, so I didn't get to watch TV or anything. And then last night was Valentine's dinner, and today we went to Walmart. And then I came on here, so I really don't know a lot of what's going on with baseball. Just what I learned today doing the show. No, you know the only thing that that's come up that's that's really a really newsworthy and when you start talking about what the astros want to do is you always want to get through these uh spring training uh weeks without getting people hurt yeah. and you know the thing that's going on in baltimore is is pretty tough and you hope the astros don't have to have to deal with that what the astros have so far looks like normal aches and pains what happened in baltimore well, you've got uh, Bradish. The they understand by Bradish. Uh, Kyle Bradish has a, a sprained UCL, mm. and is he a pitcher? Usually, UC yeah, he's a pitcher that just ate our lunch last year, and uh, he's got a sprained UCL. UCL, and that many times leads to a um, TJ. Mm. And you've got John Means, who's got a, a shoulder, or excuse me, an elbow issue. He's had elbow issues before. I think he's had TJ once, and for his sake, you hope it doesn't doesn't come back because he's a he's really a good pitcher. And then uh, Gunnar Henderson has an oblique issue, which they said is minor, but obliques are obliques. They can 
we saw what happened to Jordan last year. Wow. Who's that really good player uh, for Baltimore? I don't know if he's a catcher. Well, Rutschman. Yeah. I think Ad it's Adley Rutschman. Yeah. Yeah. He's. So somebody was, they, you know. they, somebody showed something about him, you know, like he, he's just brand new and it seems like Juan Soto has been around forever, but he's older than Juan Soto. That's what the yeah. post was about. That's nuts. I think he's 23. That's crazy. He, yeah. He went to, went to Oregon state and, um, came out and spent a year in the, in the minors. And this is his uh, second full year, I believe. Um, he came up a half a year and then spent a year. And then uh, this is his uh, second full year. And he had that first half year, but yeah, you know, he's, he's the real deal. That's good. And Juan Soto went to the Yankees. So yes, it's going to be a, it's going to be a fun series. I wish I could go. It I think sure you're is. probably going to go to one game, right? And Ryan's yeah, probably going to go to a game. Our girl Steph's probably going to get season tickets. and She's probably going to go to the game, and I'll just be here working. <laughs> oh, I don't – okay. But anyway, that's all I have, folks. Wally, it was fun. Thank you. I hope Thank you guys everybody. enjoyed listening to the podcast tonight as much as we enjoy doing it. Thanks for tuning in, folks. We will see you next time. On Thank Astros you, everybody. Day. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.